0: Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. You're listening to coverage of the 2017-2018 Rally and Eagles varsity football team. All right, everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show and the pregame show of your Rowlett Eagles as they take on the North Garland Raiders, coming to you live from HBJ Stadium in Garland, Texas. I'm Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and again, this is the pregame show, and the pregame show being brought to you by Butch Wesson of Wesson General Contractors, for all your roofing gutters, sidings, even water damage needs, come in contact with Butch Wesson at 214-200-5588. And we thank them for their sponsorship of the pregame show. Now, the Rowlett Eagles, they're one and three. The North Garland Raiders, they're one and three. You can wipe out those records right now because it's all about the next six games that are on the schedule for all the teams within district. That includes Saxby, who are 4-0. That includes Damon Forrest, who are 4-0. Those are pregame shows. They count towards a record, but do not count towards district standings. So the fact that the Eagles are 1-3 going into district right now is irrelevant. But it also puts the importance of these next six games at a very, very critical area for all teams. Especially the Rowlett Eagles, who already know what they are as far as the team is concerned, outside of district, playing that real tough schedule. They are holding up in there really, really good. But they can't take from the first four games, the lack of success that they had, and the attitude that is, oh, we kind of stink, into division play, because all the cards are different then. Now, I'm sure the Saxony Mustangs are still going to be a pretty good football team within this district. and Forest, we don't know, really in reality, because if you take a look at some of the teams that Neiman Forest were playing, they weren't necessarily a stranglehold on high school football outside of district. But still, they're four enough. Raleigh Eagles, they played a strong outside of district schedule. Went one and four. Beat their cross-the-bridge rival in the rock wall yellow jackets and hey whenever you beat that team it's almost like winning the Super Bowl of the year I think but that game comes early now because they are not in the same district anymore it's outside a district and the excitement of playing for the, at least the next six games in a big stadium that's gone but They're still in the friendly confines of right here in the Garland School District. I mean, the the stadiums are no more than 10 miles away from just about anybody. So getting out to uh, Williams Stadium or Homer B. Johnson Stadium is not a tough task for any Rowlettans. Rowlettans, is that what we call them? mean those that live within Rowlett. So it should not be very hard to get there. Um, And uh, never mind the fact that the stadiums are usually very nice. They're uh, enjoyable. Uh, The only thing you got to worry about is weather. And weather's going to play a part in tonight's game. Uh, Whether it's raining actively or not, the field's going to be wet. It's going to be slick, slick, slick. So the question will be is how much do we see either team throw the football? And how much do we actually see them Run the football. So it's going to be a very interesting situation. I mean, when you get there, they'll check the ground conditions and figure out what their game plan is going to be. I'm sure they got a game plan going into it. But of course, you have to make the tweaks for what the elements are going to bring to you and obviously what the team is going to do. And you usually have about the first 20 you know uh plays on the offensive side of the board scripted the question is is will they continue the script after 20 plays or will they go ahead and deviate early from those 20 plays based upon the elements the pay based upon how the team is playing at that time good bad or indifferent these are a lot there's a lot of things go that go into a game like this one because of what the rain has brought within the last couple of days over at Williams Stadium that being said wet benches out there seats okay make sure you bring something to dry it off so you don't get wet butt and that's that's where it's almost as bad as wet feet you know wet socks I cannot stand wet socks drives me insane uh, but I can't you know wet butt now make sure you bring something out there protect your butt so you can sit down and enjoy the game Not in a puddle of water, but on a, you know somewhat dry stands there So yeah, just a little advice coming to you from Sonny Clark, you know Experienced in a lot of that kind of stuff, but Those that are within the confines of Eagles Fandemonium, uh, they, they probably know that, but still in case you're a rookie you're all set, ready to go. But the Rowlett Eagles, they do get the North Garland Raiders this week. Like I said, the North Garland Raiders, they are one and four out on the season. So this is a football team that um, is, you know, hasn't been the best in the past and hasn't been uh, so successful in their seasons before as well because. Uh, You're talking about a football team that went two and eight last year and the year before that had uh, three and seven. So they win football games, uh, but the year they went three and seven, they won two of those in the outside of the district and only ended up with a one game win within district and that one game win came against Damon forest who is definitely a better football team. So you, you look at the schedules and you see where that, when that was two years ago, last year, um, North Garland got, uh, one win outside of district and then went into district and got victories against South Garland, uh, last year. Uh um, so they only got two victories one outside the district that was in greenville and then they got the uh in district game against south garland so uh as far as consistency they have been consistent but not on that positive side as far as winning football games that having been said last week as far as north garland was concerned they hit the field and they are a football team that again they may not be the best ones out on the football field but those games sometime are thorns in the side of the Rowlett eagles when they take the field against those teams so that being said let's take a look at what's going on with north garland what they have done to this point of the season as they took on Greenville again, they took the loss to Greenville this year, the year before they won that game, and that score was 40-27. to Then they took on Royce City and lost that football game as well, 41-14, to and then they beat Newman Smith of Carrollton, 42-14. And then and in the uh, Independence against a team in Frisco, they lost that game 62-36. to You know, kind of a tough outside the district schedule because those teams that they played, it, you know, maybe, maybe not Greenville, maybe not New Smith, but... Independence and Roy City, they kind of expect those teams to be somewhat pretty good football teams. So, they get their first game and they get it against the Rowlett Eagles. And the Rowlett Eagles, and just going back and looking at what they have done so far in the season. We all know what happened in week number one against Louisville. It was a game that the Rowlett Eagles, unfortunately... You know they were still getting it together they were still putting it together uh from practices and stuff and it did not come together out on the football field because i mean we're talking about certain plays that would have changed the tune of that game in fact they lost the game 27 to 10 and you could probably flip that if they were all on the same page and ready to go they should have won that football game that having been said, they came back strong the week after that at Cotton Bowl Stadium when they took on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets, and that game they got the victory, 48 to 41. Now, getting the victory like that at the big, big uh, stage that it was—you so say whatever you want about Cotton Bowl Stadium, the old one over in Fairtown—that uh, that is a big college atmosphere I mean and you go back into the uh 70s and the the Dallas Cowboys played so it's got a storied history so whenever you hit the field at Cotton Bowl Stadium there's something about that now they play the Cotton Bowl now over at Jerry World but still, the history is still there. When you walk around the place, you see the pictures, you see you see the history on the walls of what that's all about. And, and Bill and I have talked about it, the fact that they don't play more college games there than Neutral Sight Stadium. Um, it, it's really a shock to us because of what that stadium is all about and what it should be able to bring in. They don't bring a lot of those teams out for regular season games over there, they do uh, go ahead and bring in some of the smaller schools when it comes playoff time to play there. But and they also do the uh, prep showcase, which is what the Raleigh Eagles played the Rockwall Yellow Jackets in. So, uh, but as far as regular season and during the season, it, it's kind of quiet over at Cotton Bowl Stadium. So, but, you know, getting a win there two years in a row against Rockwall, if you go back in that one, you see the history of the Rockwall Yellow Jackets and the Rowlett Eagles. The last two, they go to Rowlett. The years before that, the ones that we covered, the three years before that, it was the Rockwall Yellow Jackets actually dominating that series in reality and the way they won games. And the Rattlet Eagles, they have gotten wins against Rockwall, but they were up the scores, a win by seven, and the year before that, a win by two. So they're not, like, really storming the field against the Rockwall Yellow Jackets, but a victory is a victory. And that is the one lone victory as they uh, went back, uh, went headed over to John Clark Stadium and lost that game against the Plano Wildcats 41 to 31 and then at homer b johnson stadium took the loss to the fossil ridge panthers 36 to 22 so this week here important week starts off district wipe away the one and three record right now and now it's time to move on they're 0 and o. it doesn't matter the standings all start changing with these next six games so, folks we're 40% of the way through the season already. And after this game's over, we're halfway through the season. Now, the Rowlett Eagles next week are on the bye. So the uh, Rowlett Eagles can mend some injuries. They can come up with a different game plan because they're going to go up against the Naaman Forest Rangers when we come back on air for the game that is on October 13th, and that game will also be played at Williams Stadium. So, and folks, by the way, just to let you know, the North Garland game I said was over at Williams Stadium. I was incorrect. That game is actually over at Homer B. Johnson Stadium. So... I was completely wrong on that. I was going to go to the wrong place today. So <laughs> so good thing I actually looked at this schedule. I assumed it was. So they're at Homer B. Johnson Stadium today, not Williams Stadium. So be aware of that. On the intro, it said Williams. <clears throat> it's Homer B. Johnson Stadium. And when I post it, I'll make sure I put Homer B. Johnson Stadium. And on the posters, make sure I put that as well. Uh, it's the week. Afterwards, when they take on the Neiman Forest Rangers, so that's when we're at Williams Stadium as well, so lots of things going on there, so after that, your Rowlett Eagles on October 20th, they take on South Garland. And then on October 27th, it is the Saxie Mustangs, and that game is at Williams Stadium. That is always a big, big game, because it's the quote-unquote rivalry game. That's the whole situation with that. So, you get the rivalry game that's the official one. Uh, I guess you can call it the in-district rival, and then of course they have the um, out-of-district rival with the... Rockwall Yellow Jackets. Then we head into the month of November and the Rowlett Eagles take on the Lakeview Centennial Patriots. That will also be a Homer B. Johnson Stadium. And then they finish out the season against the Garland Isles at Williams Stadium. So, um, Homer B. Johnson tonight, not Williams. I was incorrect. I might even go back and change that I I, I think I better do it because we got too many people that listen to the pregame show and I want to make sure it's right so I'll have to go back and do a quick edit over there Um, so that having been said the Rowlett Eagles at Homer B. Johnson Stadium tonight at 730 and mark that that game is actually at 7 o'clock it's not at 730 it's at 7 o'clock so don't forget it don't miss it As today, the 29th, I'm looking at the schedule. It does say 7 o'clock. A lot of times the games on Friday are at 7.30. So I will try to get some kind of verification, but the schedule does say 7 p.m. over at Homer B. Johnson Stadium. So, so that's what we got going on. We're going to take a quick break here on the couch potato sports show. We're going to take a look at some of the things. We're going to take a look at some of the stats. We're going to take a look at what happened last week within the district and the final weeks of non-district games for other teams within district. And then we'll take a look at the schedule and what's going on and seeing some of the other stats uh, within district where they're at right now and what we can expect. So we'll do that when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles Radio Network. We'll be right back. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Being taken for a ride, check out Cost Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Cost Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Raleigh Road, where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at CostLowInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we are a motivated team of coaches with the mindset of helping you achieve and reach your highest goals. Having developed and trained over a hundred Division One athletes as well as Division Two athletes, even professional athletes, the Bullet Team definitely has the knowledge and mindset to take you to the next level. Check out our new 22,000 square foot facility and 3,000 square foot weight room along with 4,500 square feet of outdoor turf and covered training area along with football and soccer field. Contact Melvin Bullitt at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Raleigh. Hunter Tree Service and Stump Grinding offers more than just tree trimming and removal. We also offer landscaping services, planting, fertilization, stump grinding, and tree health. So if your tree was hit by lightning like mine, or you just need regular tree maintenance, contact Chad Hunter at 972-971-4036. That's 972-971-4036. And let them know you heard it on the Raleigh Eagles Radio Broadcast. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on the pregame show. Again, the pregame show being brought to you by Butch Wesson of Wesson General Contractors. For all your general contracting needs, whether it's roofing, gutters, sidings, Water damage, whatever the case may be, make sure you come in contact with Butch Wesson of Wesson General Contractors. We thank him for his sponsorship of the pregame show. Now, folks, we, we've talked about what's going on. The Rowlett Eagles, they are at home. HBJ Stadium taking on a team that, unfortunately, in the last two years have only won five games in two years. But your Rowlett Eagles, they've been able to Handle this team and not have any problems per se with this football team but we kind of talked a little bit about a football team that has a way of getting up underneath your skin and Whatever the case may be teams like North Garland sometimes have a Habit of getting up underneath the skin or being that thorn in the side of this football team that having been said Looking at your Rowlett Eagles, let's talk a little bit about the stats of your Rowlett Eagles this season as through four games, your quarterback Preston Weeks, he is 76 of 135 for 891 yards for the Rowlett Eagles. He's got three touchdown passes this season. Now, that's a little low when you think about it. It's been four games. That's less than obviously one a game. So the Eagles actually need to put that up there a little bit higher for them as they have been able to do what they've been doing on the ground. And you switch to the ground and you got three guys that have been able to have success on the ground. We're talking about guys that have been able to average over five yards a game uh, 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 play for the Rowland Eagles. Two of them have been marked that. 30 carries for 152 yards and for uh, Amos. He's got four touchdowns for the Raleigh Eagles rushing. For a rusher, he leads the rushers in touchdowns. Lang, 47 rushes, 212 yards, only one touchdown. The guy that has four touchdowns as well is your quarterback, Preston Weeks. 55 rushes, 156 yards with the four touchdown. He even ripped one off for 42 yards for your Eagles. So this is a guy that can, uh, and it's the reason why the Eagles go for um, fourth down quite a bit, especially if it's fourth and short, because this guy can get you two or three yards just by, falling forward and he's got the body that can push him forward more so than get pushing back especially if he has a little seam that's what we expect for the Eagles when they get in those short yardage situations So, uh, but all purpose yards for your Rowlett Eagles 152 for Amos 212 all purpose yards Uh, mark that, take a step back All-purpose yards total 252 for Amos because he has 100 uh, yards receptions as well. Lang has 340 yards total yards, 212 rushing, and 128. Then 187 yards for Evans in the receiving for your Rowlett Eagles. Gilly has 457. He has 78 via the rush, 193 as the receiver and 186 returning off a kick return, so he gets those yards uh, put into his all-purpose yards. 132 yards for Booker, 44 receptions and 88 on the kickoff returns, and then of course Preston Weeks 156 yards uh, on the ground for the Atlanta Eagles. So. You got to like what they're doing rushing the football. They do need to get the ball in the air a little bit more. So let's talk a little bit about that. We talked about Amos. He has four catches uh, for, uh, mark that, he has five catches for 100 yards, one of them going off for 37 yards. Lang with 14 catches as well for 128 yards. 18 catches for Evans for 187 yards. And Gilly, he has 19 receptions for 193 yards, and he has two touchdowns. So the Raleigh Eagles have been able to get the job done on the ground, but as you see with the numbers at the receptions, that is where the Eagles have got to start working. That's where they have to start improving. And it might be able to beat this team, where they take on the uh, Raiders of North Garland over at HBJ Stadium. So watching the numbers on where your eagles are as far as that is concerned is big now take a look at the defensive side of the ball and some of the defensive stats that we do have eight total tackles for Starks, as he has four solo and four assisted uh 14 tackles for pool seven solo seven assisted 13 tackles for miles five solo eight assisted And then seven tackles for Abukin who has three solo and four assisted. Now, I want to talk about some numbers that are right here uh, for a young man. 28 tackles for Wade. This is a guy that has been able to make plays for the Rowlett Eagles. 10 solo, 18 assisted. Then Canyon, who stepped up big for the Rowlett Eagles, who is a junior, has 26 tackles. Six solo, 20 assisted. 23 tackles for Taylor. He has a, he has two solo, 21 assisted, and then Dandler also 20 tackles, five of them solo, 15 assisted. So we've got some guys on the defensive side of the ball that have been able to do one heck of a job for the Eagles. But one of the problems that the Eagles have been, and you know, you watch film or watch the game or remember. The thing that stands out is this team has got to stop the rush. And that is one thing that has not been able to happen on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe stop the rushes probably too much, but stop the big play rushes up the middle and things of that sort. They've given up quite a bit to those first four games to uh, uh, some of the players on the other side. So that having been said, your Eagles, they have six sacks on the season. One goes to Brandon Starks, three to Wade, one for Taylor, and a half a sack for Abbott and Danler uh, for the Rowlett Eagles. Some more defensive stats. Uh, interceptions your, for your Eagles. They have seven interceptions, three by Poole, one by Danler, Porter, and Abbott. And I remember watching... Abbott and Dandler, you know, trying to return the, you know, get the yards on the returns. And they've been, I love watching the big guys rumble down the field. It's all cool. Now, for special teams for your Rowlett Eagles, you got Ellis and Rena doing the job there for the kicking. So kicking off uh, for the uh, Eagles, Ellis has two touchbacks and Rena has one. And they really just kind of started the touchback within the last game. Uh, because the times before that, they had film and they were trying to kick the ball just a little bit short of the end zone so they could get their players downfield in order to make a play and pin them within, tw- uh, within the 25 yard line, more so than put them on the 24 yard line. That was very evident for the Raleigh Eagles and what they did. So, um,. Uh, also, for punts, Preston Weeks has three of them within the 20-yard line. That is a huge one. He has 16 punts, 562 yards. Renault, when he actually did not and that was his last game, he got a good boot in the 46-yard uh, boot for the Rowland Eagles last week. Uh, so, looking at those numbers and where they are, they're huge. Now, looking at scoring, Amos has four touchdowns, um, so um, he he's been playing big. Lang, one touchdown. So they, and also 24 points for Amos. You get obviously the six points for the touchdown. Lang has six points as well. Gilly has two touchdowns with 12 points. Preston Weeks has four touchdowns. He has 24 points uh, in those. So uh, looking at where those are. So I like looking at numbers Uh, overall. That's what the. Rowled Eagles are doing overall. Now, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the stats from last week. And unfortunately, we do not have Bill Cerna today as we have been able, unable to make the connections because we you know, have full-time jobs outside of what we do. And unfortunately, I have not been able to catch Bill and to get him all set for the pregame show. And sometimes my schedule didn't mesh with his. So uh, we'll definitely have him on in two weeks after the buy. We'll talk about this game as well as the others. But let's take a quick break here on the couch potato sports show we'll take a look when we come back at the stats from last week as your Raleigh eagles unfortunately did not get the victory as they fell to the fossil Ridge panthers at hbj stadium last week so take a quick break here on the couch potato sports show and your Raleigh eagles radio network This is Sonny Clark, Radio Voice, and your Rally at Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Bootcamp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rallet Fit Body Bootcamp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway. Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963 4483 or check them out on the web at www.mychainleys.com. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles. that you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. everybody, welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. And unfortunately, do not have the eagle eye, Bill Cerna, here with us this week. We will make that connection in a couple of weeks. The week after the bye, we will get the eagle eye back on air with us here in the pregame show. Now, your Rowlett Eagles, they're one and four on the season We get to take the blackboard and erase it. And that's always a good thing when you kind of get an opportunity to start over from scratch because as the Raleigh Eagles have been having that problem getting the victories here early in out-of-district games, it's a must now for them to be able to move forward and start getting victories within their district to where they can put themselves in a good seating position that will help them win and if they go to the playoffs and I say if eh, because I talk to Bill Serna a lot and Bill Serna definitely no problem gonna make it to the great thing about this game and we talk about it and you hear it in sports talk radio any given Sunday when you talk NFL but in reality it's any given day and when you only have 6 games to build on to find out who's going to go to the playoffs that makes a big difference when you when you might lose a game here you might lose a game there now the Raleigh Eagles since we've been covering them In the preseason, out-of-district games have never lost more than two games. So this is different territory, new territory for the Eagles. The worst they came into since we started covering them back five years ago was 2-2. Now, this year, they come in with that 1-4 and record, which changes everything dramatically in reality because when you looked at the games and you said, you know, do you look at the schedule? Oh, there's a win, there's a win, there's a win, there's a win. And and I know that's what a lot of people look at, but when the Eagles have not been able to evidently put it all together, at least in out-of-district games... You, you have to worry about the North Garland Raiders, although the North Garland Raiders, they've only won one game, and that was outside of district, and they clashed this week. So the Raleigh Eagles, it's important for them to be able to get off to a quick start and be able to get the victory uh, against the team that when you look at the talent and you look at the players, that it's not necessarily a better team but that goes back to that thorn in the side thing that I was talking about. You can't let teams like that be able to get in there and have success against you when the the Eagles are struggling. You've got to be able to find a way to get up and over the hump. And right now, the Eagles weren't able to do that as they did take the loss to Fossil Ridge and the Panthers last week over at Homer B. Johnson Stadium final score was 36 to 22 as the Eagles and the Panthers they fought off to a 7-7 tie within the first quarter and that's after that in the second quarter that is where the Panthers decided to stretch their legs they went out outscored the Raleigh Eagles in the second frame 14 to nothing So they went into halftime with a 21 7 lead and they coasted for the rest of the game. As they only scored nine in the third quarter and they only scored nine in the fourth quarter. Your Eagles in the third quarter only scored six and then nine. They were unable to get back into it. But. As we saw in week number one, where we saw some plays make the difference in a game, you saw the same thing in this game as well, where if you take a few plays away from them, a few drop passes here, or a long play called back because of a penalty, or whatever the case may be, you're talking about the Eagles right in it. So... The Eagles went in at halftime, and they they had to start making adjustments. And so when you looked at the whole thing, the Fossil Ridge, by the way, and just to let everybody also know, Fossil Ridge did not have the ball for a long period of time in this game. The Rowlett Eagles controlled the clock and the time. It was just at the end when they controlled the clock. So uh, total plays, 88 for your Rowlett Eagles, only 46 for Fossil Ridge. First downs for your Eagles, they had 30 of them. Fossil Ridge had 14. But they did, they won the game and won it handily. They were quick hitting the Rowlett Eagles once they got the ball. No question. Penalties. Now, penalties for the Rowlett Eagles, they gave up seven penalties for 60 yards last week. Fossil Ridge, only four penalties for 20 yards. So, the team was not flagged a lot. And I'm talking about the Panthers compared to the Eagles. Seven penalties. Those are the small things that they have to change, especially going into district play. Let's take a look at the stats from Fossil Ridge for the Panthers. Uh, Kobe Kraft, he was 9 of 22, 233 yards and a touchdown. No interceptions. Now, you look at that number and you think, you know, 233, eh, eh. Eh, nothing big It's what they did on the ground folks 19 rushes 123 yards three touchdowns for Evans. This guy's a sophomore and he was breaking the breaking through the line So the Eagles obviously had a hard time stopping The run five rushes 73 yards and a touchdown for Kobe Kraft as well at the quarterback position receiving Uh, Jalen Hurst had three receptions 24 yards one of them for 12 yards Uh, Cobbs big one five catches 203 yards one for 76 yards and the touchdown uh, that he scored on that one so a lot of yards given up there Travis Newell with the catch in six yards so um, some other things block punt that was big in this game Um, two of them actually Uh, one by all and uh, Lear so, unable to... And those were uh, those one, those small ones that Preston Weeks was trying to kick, do with the quick kick, but they were able to get a hand on him. So, all-purpose yards. Uh, Evans with 123 yards for the uh, Panthers. 253 yards for Cobb, as he also kick-returned uh, for 50 yards, along with the 203 yards that he had in... Um, in the reception 73 yards for a craft uh rushing the football total all-purpose yards 503 yards for the panthers so those numbers definitely didn't sit well with the Raleigh eagles let's take a look at the stats from last week's game for the eagles preston weeks he was 35 of 53 372 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He had a quarterback rating of 91.1. Not half bad, as far as the stat line is concerned. The interception, they're always costly, regardless if another team scores or not. It just stops a drive. And we've seen a couple of drives in that game stalled, whether it be an interception or not being able to get the stat, uh, you know, get the yards on fourth down. Chauncey Amos, he had seven carries for 12 yards for the Eagles. Lang had 12 carries for 66 yards and 16 carries for Savage. He had netted 14 yards. I did not even see Savage in the lineup, so when we were calling those games, I, I, calling the game, I didn't see the number five, uh, Kevon Savage, in there. So my apologies go out to him because uh, he snuck in there. We didn't even know that he'd been out there. Uh, for the Raleigh Eagles in re, uh, receiving, uh, Madre, he had four catches for 44 yards, Gilly had seven catches for 88 yards and two touchdowns. Booker, two catches, 16 yards uh, for the Rowlett Eagles. Five catches for Lang for 37. And Evans had eight catches for 74 yards. And uh, Amos, he had a catch for three yards uh, for the Rowlett Eagles. So, uh, looking on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles. Now, that having been said, Madre. All-purpose yards 44 Uh, All-purpose yards for Dakota Gilly 88 but for 16 15 for Amos 103 for Lang, as he had receiving and rushing yards Um, And 74 for Evans. So um, I like the numbers. I like it because if we see those numbers for the Rowlett Eagles If we see those numbers I'm sure that we get a victory here this weekend as they take on North Garland. So, uh, for the Eagles. So you gotta like that. Uh, Dakota Gilly, um, he had two touchdowns on, uh, uh two touchdowns. So they gave him 12 points. Uh, so he led the team in points for the Raleigh Eagles, um, out on the football field. So that having been said, you know, when you look back up on this game, it, it I guess it's the fact that you know that this team can play better and we just didn't see it. And being frustrated that we haven't been able to see it on a consistent level is probably the way a lot of people are thinking and what they are seeing in this team this year. But, like I said, tonight, Friday Night Lights, it's a chalkboard. You get to erase all those things that didn't, Go your way in the out-of-district games and then you start afresh here. And it does start this week here at uh, over at Homer B. Johnson Stadium where the game is going to be played. I had to go back and edit that out. Um, but it's at Homer B. Johnson Stadium. Make sure you get on out there and support your Rowlett Eagles as they uh, start their first game in district. Again, next week. The Rowlett Eagles are on the bye, so there won't be in the game, no pregame show, but they come back against the Neiman Forest Rangers, so that is something that you, you got to keep an eye out on that. So let's take a look at a couple more things before we're out of here as far as where the standings are concerned uh, through the first four games and see who's playing who. Lakeview Centennial, they played last night, actually. And got a victory against South Garland. So, um, just to keep everybody aware of that game here early. um, So, they've already hit the field. So, Lakeview Centennial 1 0 over South Garland and ripped them up pretty bad from my understanding um, for the Rowlett Eagles. So, or for the um, Lakeview Centennial Patriots. So, they've already got a game up underneath their belt. So only two more games within district here tonight as the Saxe Mustangs are actually on their bye. So the first week opening up district play, they take the bye. Haral Ed Eagles take the bye next week. So that means as far as games are concerned, there are only two games and one of them is ours. The other one are the Garland Owls taking on the Neyman Forest Rangers over at Williams Stadium. So um, we'll keep our eye out on that one as the last week, uh, the game last night, the uh, Lakeview Centennial Patriots, they go ahead and, they get the victory in that game last night uh, for them, which, which is actually good for them to get started. As Lakeview did not have a very good uh, first part of the season, so they end up getting a first week victory for them against South Garland, forty-seven to twenty-two. So um, that game was also at HBJ Stadium. Um, So that one was a good one uh, for the Lakeview Centennial Patriots to get started this year as they, again, only went one and four to start this one out. So the Raleigh Eagles in action taking on the North Garland Raiders. You can hear the coverage of that game, you know, right here on the website or over at and that website is www.thecouchpotato.wix.com forward slash Rowlett Eagle Sports. You can also listen. Bring your cell phones along with you, along with an earpiece. Make sure they're all charged up, too. And you can listen by calling 347-215-7497 for our coverage here tonight for the Rowlett Eagles. Um, and you can also find uh, I'm going to be posting it all over the place as well. So that's going to do it for me here on the pregame show. I am Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio we'll see you tonight at 7pm for kickoff of your Rowland Eagles taking on the North Garland Raiders here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowland Eagles Radio Network everybody have a good day bye bye